The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are a visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration from leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. My guest today, Whitney Forstner, and I are going to be talking about remaking the workplace with a vision of flexible work. Um, you may recall the conversation that I had some months ago with Margaret Regan of the Future Work Institute. We were talking about the future of work and the future of the workplace. Um, this is a continuation in some ways of, of that theme, sort of looking at how work is working and how it's changing in terms of the options and the approaches that are now available to us. Um, Whitney is a founder of a company called Momentum Resources based in Richmond, Virginia, and also here in the D.C. metropolitan area, Northern Virginia. Um, after establishing herself professionally and beginning to raise a family, Whitney and her partner, Tanya Cummings, discovered that they were both struggling to find the right balance between work and family family, and together they decided to tackle the common goal of a balanced career and a successful life. Today, we're going to explore that conversation with Whitney and learn what she now knows about how work and life can work together. So welcome this morning, Whitney. Thank you. I'm so glad that you're with us, and I think that your own story is such so compelling, one that we can relate to, and, and I think that then what you've gone on to do with Momentum is going to be um, really provocative for all of us, whether we're listening from the perspective of um, being a business leader who's looking for um, talent solutions or whether you're listening as a working parent who's wondering how to make the whole thing work. So I'm so uh, pleased to have you with us. Whitney, I wonder if you could start by just telling us a bit about you and sort of how you got to be the founder of Momentum Resources. Absolutely. You know, people, people often ask, did you always know you were going to start your own business? And, and the honest answer is no. Um, what I knew to be true to me is that I wanted to help people, and I found a way of doing that um, through this great company, Momentum Resources. And it really all began um, four and a half years ago um, when I found, my, I found myself um, pregnant, and I knew that working um, was important to me, but I also knew that spending time with my family was equally as important. And um, after having twin boys and spending a lot of time at home with them on maternity leave, um, that work thing became even more valuable to me. And I knew in order for me um, to be a good mom, working was going to be a part of that scenario. And so I was working in an environment, um, a corporate environment, that was very competitive and very um, intriguing to me, and a part, a part of me did not want to give that up. And so I went back to work um, after maternity leave and was welcomed with open arms into this big corporate environment um, with the option um, to go back part-time. 
But the challenge was I had to find the job, I had to find the manager, I had to find the group, and I had to do all of the legwork to find this part-time job within this big corporation. And it really hit home to me that the opportunity was available, but there were limited resources to help me find it, define it, and live it, and also navigate the path of part-time and flexible work. Simultaneously, a colleague of mine who we had worked together many years before um, at the same great company um, had been spending time at home with her family after having two daughters, and she was looking to reacclimate into the workforce and finding it pretty complex to do so in a way that allowed her to be available for her family. And we were living these kind of parallel lives in different scenarios and having conversations with so many other women um, who were kind of living the same thing we were living. We were talking on the playground with all of these smart folks who had waited a little bit longer to have their families and very interested in going back into a career that they had started for themselves but wanting to be around for the school bus. And so Tanya Cummings and I said, you know what, we need to do something um, not only for ourselves to be able to live this flexible way, but also for all these other women um, who are interested in pursuing a career but having time for themselves and their family. And so in September of 2007, um, we took the plunge and we decided to open our doors and move forward with this business of momentum resources where we really are working to find flexible work options for smart folks um, and putting them in companies who value their talents and experience independent of their schedule. And it's so let's, done so an Whitney, let me, let me, for, Whitney, let me jump in there yeah. and have you just say that last piece again because you're sort of on a flow, but I think for our listeners, that's the big idea. So the idea is um, taking smart people who are looking for flexible work and matching them with job opportunities that are um, great, op- great career opportunities too. Is that right? That is exactly right. So it's really about finding the connection between smart people and companies who value their experience and talents independent of their schedule. And so for the companies to bring on really top quality folks, you know, who might want to work from 8 to 2, knowing that by allowing an individual to work in a capacity that makes sense for their family, they're going to be so much more loyal to that business they're going to work really hard to get stuff done within the time frame they have available, and they're going to be committed um, to that company for a very long time. I love it. I think it's such a such a great idea. I mean, so often we associate the idea of part-time or flexible work with um, kind of uh, less important jobs. You can't do the, the important jobs if you're doing this kind of a schedule. And Absolutely. what I'm hearing you say is that, that's, that you can be a big contributor, actually. Even you know, it's not about time; it's about right. the quali- quality of the work. Is that right? Absolutely, and I think that's the biggest one of the biggest things we've seen, kind of change out of the the two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, um, and still recovering economy is that, you know, there continues to be a stigma around part time and that equaling secretarial secretarial or administrative work, but really that is not true. And the economy taught us that. You know, finding folks who want to work in a, in a senior capacity or in a job that has a lot of responsibilities can be available, and it can be available in a part-time capacity. Because, quite frankly, you know, work and the definition of work has changed um, for everybody. And companies were looking for experienced professionals at a less of a cost, not because they're paying them less, but because they're working less hours um, for for that job. 
Hmm. You know, uh, one of the things that I sometimes find myself talking about, uh, Whitney, when I'm doing women's leadership programs or leadership programs about the modern workplace, um, is I talk... I talk a lot about um, the reality that the workplace of today in many companies remains largely calibrated to the family patterns and the life cycle rhythms of the early and mid-20th century. And we've actually reached a point where the old standards, ways of working are beginning to shift and change. Um, but you know, it's, it's sometimes interesting to me to see that um, we sort of approach our careers kind of the way our parents did, expecting upward mobility, expecting... Um, you know, to have meaningful careers, to raise families, to have, you know, to, to sort of have it unfold as it has in the past, when in actuality, there are so many changes. For example, today, one-third of um, fathers are actually the primary caregivers for their children, and that's something that's been quietly happening um, in recent years, partly brought on by the recession, but also even before that. So, the, the not only is the workplace starting to change, but the modern family and what that actually means um, has begun to change. And I wonder, you know, when you when you um, when you and Tanya decided to found this business, tell us what that was like. What 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 did you find when you went out with this idea that there was yeah. a, a great match, a win-win here. Absolutely. So I think, you know, we're in this big world of staffing, and there are a lot of staffing companies out there, and we are different enough um, where we got, you know, big meetings with senior folks at lots of companies. Um, people were interested enough to understand how we were doing business that they wanted to have the conversation. And we would get in the door and we'd be meeting with, you know, executives at high levels talking about, the value of flexibility and how it can work, and you could hire a part-time attorney to come in, deliver quality results, all of those great things. And they would look at us and they'd go, yes, that is great for somebody else. And we would have these conversations over and over again, and we just couldn't quite understand why at that time in 2007 it was so difficult for smart people who are running big companies to understand that flexibility is free and actually the upside is much higher than, um, you know, any of the downsides around flexibility and that it's not hard to implement and that it's easy to manage. And people were just saying, yes, that's right, but not for me. And it wasn't until we really stepped back and we said, why? And one of the big pushbacks that we got at that time was, if I offer flexibility for one person, I'm going to have to deliver it for my whole company. And that really wasn't the case. There was really value in taking each individual at, a, at an individual level and saying, what is right for you and what is going to make you be most valuable for this business? And then fast forward a, a couple of short months, you know, into 2008 where things fell apart, the conversation about flexibility became much, much easier to have because everybody was forced to think about work differently. And those high-powered executives found some of them out of a job and they were looking to reenter the workforce in a flexible way or a way that allowed them to really value who they were and how they could contribute and also give into the company and what was important to them for that part of their life as well. Wow. So so things shifted in, for you in terms of the response that you were getting to your offer um, it, when, when the economy went south. Is that, and so in, in that sense, you provided a solution which was more flexible work um, with, with lower cost probably for the company, but great quality. And so the recession didn't actually have a negative effect on your business. It really didn't. And we kind of thought from the beginning and starting momentum and, of course, not knowing what was going to unfold, that we had a recession-proof 
concept. We just hated to have to prove it um, through that period of time. But, you know, the reality is companies still needed people to work. They were reevaluating how they wanted these folks to work, and they were more open to offering flexibility um, because they could get a top talent in the door, you know, for fewer hours a week, and especially through a time in which businesses were uncertain as to whether or not their company was going to make it through the recession. It was Mm -hmm. a great accordion strategy to be able to bring on really smart people to work when the work was there, but also not be available if for some reason, you know, the company didn't survive or or the downturn was longer than they expected, then their workload and their um, staff could ebb and flow with the work that was available. So you got started. You you called your company uh, Momentum Resources, and of course, anybody who's looking at the word momentum sees that word mom right in the beginning of the word. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, um, tell us, you know, why you decided to call it that. Yeah, well, before catching up with, with Tanya again, with um, this concept in mind, you know, she had really thought long and hard about, you know, names and ideas and concepts of, of business. And one thing that really stuck out with her was momentum, not only because conveniently the first three letters um, are mom, but also because momentum, the definition of momentum is a compelling force. And that's really what it is and we are within this working community. Mm-hmm. We are compelling forces of smart, talented indivi- individuals who want to contribute to the workplace just in a way that makes sense for both the individual, family, and the company. I love it. And I wonder, you know, as you, as you look back, you started this in 2007. You know, here we are in, in the spring of 2012. Um, tell us, you know, what's happened in your business? We, we have a minute before a break, but give us a view of where you started and where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, t- tactically, you know, at the beginning, um, it was one office, two people in Richmond, and our fingers crossed, hoping that, you know, this thing was going to take hold. And, you know, almost five years later, we have two locations, one here in Richmond, Virginia, and one in Northern Virginia. We have eight employees across the two sites, and we've put to work hundreds of folks um, within our two locations, as well as been able to reach, you know, several of hundreds of companies with valuable talent and messages around how flexibility can work in their workplace, um, not only for the talented individuals they already have on staff, but the ones that they want to bring to their company um, to grow their company into the next generation and really being the future of work and, and being of value um, in a capacity that's going to take companies to the next level. Well, it's impressive. We'll be right back after this break. And Whitney, I want to hear more about what you're learning about this um, new model of flexible time. We'll be back after the break. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. 
Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. This is Kate. Welcome back. My guest today is Whitney Forstner of Momentum Resources. She's the partner in a company that is redefining how flexibility can work. Um, it's a placement company that actually places temporarily and permanently um, working women, primarily, uh, who want flexible work with companies looking for real talent and don't, who don't care particularly about hours so much as contributions. So this is a really innovative idea. Uh, Whitney and I were just talking before the break about how she got started. And Whitney, as we come back to the conversation, I want to start there again and ask you, you know, what do you really wish that companies knew about flexibility? Yeah, there, there are a couple things that stand out. One is the definition of flexibility is different for everybody. And so the idea that a true 40-hour a week could be available to an individual is flexible to the person who's working 75 hours a week. And other definitions of flexibility include those school bus hours between 8 and 2 or one day working from home. So I think, you know, when companies are interested in exploring flexible schedules with potential or current employees, it's really important to ask. Um, what definition of flexibility is important for that individual, because I think they may find that it is absolutely different for everybody, which is what we have found. A couple of other things include, you know, flexibility is a great way to build loyalty at low or zero cost. Being able to invest in an individual by giving them what it is they need, and that's balance um, or opportunity to be with their family or make it to the soccer game, really builds trust and loyalty in that individual, and they are going to be committed to that company, and they're going to want to work there for a very long time. And then the one that sticks out the most, and I think that it's kind of carrying over from our pre-recession days in 2007, but the whole concept and idea of flexibility is important, but not everybody wants it. So for those companies, you know, back in the day um, who were saying, you know what, if I offer flexibility for one person, I'm going to have to give it to everybody but that's not true because not everybody wants, necessarily wants flexibility and not everybody can afford to work part-time because with a part-time schedule comes part-time pay. And so that's a real trade-off for many folks. And there are lots of people who want to work traditional work schedules 
there's just a growing minority of folks who also want the flexibility to be available for their life um, as well as for their employer. Yeah, there's so many places to go with what you just said, but I want to I want to stay with the the employer for a moment, and you know I I think it's somewhat news for people to hear that number one flexibility means different things to different people. Remember to ask, and number two, um, just because you give it to one person doesn't mean necessarily that you have to give it the same way or give it to everybody else. I mean, so often I know human resources policies are determined by if we set a precedent we'll have to stick with it for everybody and what you're really advocating is something else. That's right. And I think, you know, and it, it, those two pieces speak to each other, meaning the definition is different for everyone and you don't have to offer it to everybody. Um, and even if there are policies in place in some institutions and corporations where, of course, you know, you've, you've got to be more thoughtful about making things available to everyone, um, but also resonating the fact that if flexibility is available, it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to everybody. And so just having the opportunity to leave right at 5 p.m. is very flexible for folks. Um, to be able to get home and have enough time to get dinner on the table um, is flexible for, for the person who's been working until 6.30 every night. And so those two really go hand in hand. And understanding that HR policies and, and such are important. They're important management tools for large and small corporations. But the whole idea of meeting individuals where they are can just open up the floodgates of opportunity for teams and for companies to really work um, with their organization to make it a place, you know, a great place to be all the time. Well, you know, you, you make the point about loyalty as well, that if you have the flexibility you need at the time that you need it, the sense of commitment and, um, you know, the, the desire to, to stay with your employer, you know, really goes dramatically up. And I'd have to say that I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I'm coming from the perspective of a leadership coach who works with many senior women who are struggling with, or mid-level women who are struggling with the managing of life and work at particular stages. And what I often notice, Whitney, is that, you know, just at the moment that our career starts to really take off, often so does our life, right? So we're having that first child or that second child at the moment we've just been promoted or we're about to be made partner or, you know, whatever it is. And somehow these two things, um, you know, the escalation of an exciting career and the escalation of often family life really are, they, they happen simultaneously, creating actually pain instead of joy, you know, suffering and uh, a sense of sacrifice instead of, you know, a sense of I can do this and fulfillment, you know. So what I what I see with that work-life juxtaposition is a real need for flexibilities that enable w- w- women and men to, to say yes, you know, yes to a great career and yes to a, a more fulfilling life because I think ultimately um, people are in it for the long run. They don't necessarily want to completely jump out and, and stop working altogether, especially when they've invested in their profession, perhaps going and getting graduate degree or, um, you know, con- you know, really spending the first part of their life thinking I want to be a X, you know, and now they are that and yet it's not working. So I, I think that accordion idea you were talking about before, this idea that um, the company can expand or, you know, shrink the workforce as needed to be flexible. I think that also works on the other side. You know, the individual can expand the amount of 
offer they have for their employer or potentially reduce it to make life and work work. It's a, but it's a longer-term view. Um, Absolutely. Does and that sound familiar? People are, um, who have the opportunity to be in flexible positions part-time, um, they work really hard to make it work, and they really want to not only prove that it can be successful, but they are motivated to be there, and they're also motivated to leave. So we often find that the efficiency and the motivation and the ability to get a lot of work done in a short period of time goes up with folks who are working modified work schedules because, again, they want to be at work and they want to to be at home. And so they're going to be motivated and on task while they're working, and then they're going to go home, and they're going to be motivated and on task when they're with their family. And I think for an employer, what better employee to have um, than somebody who is really excited to be there, who's going to work hard, and then who's, you know, going to leave and going to come back just as excited the next day. And we hear that from our, our companies that we work with all the time is that, you know, the whole sense of this person gets more done in, in less hours. We don't know how it works. And it comes back down to that motivation factor and of that willingness to work hard and to prove that flexibility can be successful. Yes, I often think that um, that motherhood or, or fatherhood can be one of the greatest uh, drivers of professional development of anything for the exact reason that you just said, you know, it's suddenly you go from, um, you know, one kind of way of working and sense of time to realizing how, how, how important your time is. I think people become more efficient, more focused, um, more ready to communicate, uh, in ways that get better results, you know? So, so what you see is that the mat level of mastery kind of goes up as the pressure to, to do well, but also to go home actually starts to happen. What do you wish that um, working women and men knew about flexible work? That it's available. Um, there, there's still, you know, there, in general, there are still more people without jobs um, than there are with jobs today. So, so there's kind of that supply and demand thing that's still going on as we're recovering from um, high job loss. But Flexible jobs do exist, and part-time opportunities are real, and they're real in ways in which people want to work. So, again, those corporate-based positions, part-time attorneys, accountants, project managers, marketing coordinators, all of those things exist. Um, They're tough to find, um, and, and again, they're not advertised really well. So I think it is so important for job seekers today to understand who they are, how they can contribute the workforce and what exactly it is they're looking for and not be afraid to sing it from the mountaintops and to tell everybody that they know what it is they desire because the number one way in which people get jobs today is through networking. You know, you got to use the job boards to search for opportunities that exist, but knowing somebody at a company or knowing a reference point that can get you in to have a conversation is going to be critical. And I talk to so many folks who... Um, come through our process saying, hey, you know what, and it's just what you mentioned, Kate, I used to be an attorney. It was great. I loved my job. I decided to take some time off to be with my kids, and now I don't want to be an attorney anymore. But I still have valuable skills to offer the workplace. How do I make that transition work? And we walk through lots of different ways to make that happen. But what the missing component often is is that the friends that they're telling that they want a job still think of them as an attorney. And so they're out there looking for attorney positions on their behalf when the reality is they're looking to reinvent themselves. 
So it's really important for, for job seekers and those who are interested in flexibility to be um, vocal and to help connect the dots for other people about what it is they want to do and how they want to do it. That is going to be the most successful way that folks find themselves in a part-time, flexible job creation um, in today's crazy job market. You know, as you're saying that, it's really ringing true. Um, and I'm also aware that it, it feels like a courageous act for somebody who's maybe, we keep using the attorney example, who's been an attorney, who's been working full time, who's suddenly realizing that's not what they want anymore. There are a couple steps there. One is realizing, okay, I don't want that anymore. And, and the next one is being willing, being able to say, here's what I am looking for, at least, at least on a trial or a pilot basis, experimental basis, and then being able to say that with confidence to the world such that you are really seeing it from the rooftops, as you were saying. So it's a process of getting clear about what who you are right now, what you're looking for right now, and, and, and getting comfortable with that, being okay with making a very different kind of choice. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that for those who are in that process, um, Sometimes it feels lonely. Sometimes you're trying to figure these things out by yourself. Um, Whitney, do you have any advice about that? You know, I mean, I think it is hard, um, and especially it's hard when so many of us um, connect our identities with the work that we do. And so to be able to take a big risk in terms of, of changing it is what you want to do, or even for those folks who we work with who have been staying at home, you know, independent of the career that they had or didn't have before they had children, you know, they've been home for a period of time and they are looking to re-engage in the workforce in a way um, that is sometimes new to them. And it's hard to see the value that they bring to the workplace when they haven't been working um, or they've been working in a different capacity. So, you know, we always work in small groups with folks to really say, okay, Take a step back and in that perfect world, identify what it is you want to do and how you want to do it. And then reflect on times in which you were doing that and what were those instances like and were you doing them in a work capacity or a volunteer capacity and to be able to draw on those experiences as examples to be able to take into an interview process or to be able to share with the staffing company or just ways to really kind of call upon when you were being true to yourself and how to reflect that in a job opportunity and to be able to build confidence around, yes, I am good at that. I've not been doing that in the work world, but I can manage a project. And, oh, by the way, I manage my preschool's fundraiser. And those are real experiences that people can draw on um, to help propel them into a job opportunity, even if it's something that they're feel for, fearful of or that they feel like they haven't um, had that direct experience recently. Great. You know, thank you for that for that describing that, Whitney. I think that was really helpful for people. And um, when we come back from this break, I want to talk more about flexibility and your vision. So we'll be right back. Voice America Business Network: The Bottom Line in Business. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? 
Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you are looking for both an inside and insightful look at what you're not seeing in media coverage of today's legal, business, and policy battles, tune into In the Court of Public Opinion with host Jim Haggerty. What happens in the public arena affects us all. Whether you're following the latest high-profile court case, corporate crisis, or are just interested in government and policy, be sure to tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. The witnesses are ready and the jury seated. So join us for our next session in the Court of Public Opinion. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back. This is Kate. I'm talking to Whitney Forster of Momentum Resources. We're talking about uh, flexibility, uh, a new approach to the way that you're thinking about your career. And also we're talking about how companies and uh, working mothers or working fathers um, can find the, that middle place where everybody gets what they need. And I just want to share with you all that, you know, these are statistics coming from the U.S. Census Bureau that are quite interesting. There are 82.5 million mothers in the United States um, as of, I think, 2010. Um, Four million women have babies every single year. And um, of the, all of those women having babies, um, we actually see that um, 72% of mothers are in the workforce. Um, so it's it's fascinating to think about the sort of scale of the challenge of both working and raising a family. And um, I mentioned earlier that today, as of as of again December 2011, a third of dads with working wives regularly take a caregiving role for their children. So this becomes not just a an issue of the the professional working mother, but also these days of of dads as well. So Whitney's here today talking about. Um, how flexibility can really serve both professionally and from a family perspective. And Whitney, I want to jump right in with you on the question of vision. You know, we're called Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, and your work is helping people to have a vision for their lives and also to live an extraordinary life, a life they really care about. Um, I want to ask you what your vision is in terms of the future. What, what Whitney, do you really see? What's the future you're working toward? Sure. And I think it's... Um interesting just to kind of have been in business for four and a half years and to have some perspective and also to be thinking um, about the future. And we've touched on it a little bit already, but, you know, in terms of for the workplace, I think we're getting there and that's the exciting part. And that's the opportunity for employers to value individuals for the experience and the talents that they bring to the workplace and to their company independent of schedule. So I would love for every first conversation, you know, to just be about a person's talents and what their experience is 
and not have any conversation about, well, how much can you work or how much do you want to work or could you be here by 9 o'clock in the morning and really have a chance for people to connect on a personal and professional level about what they do and how they do it and then be able to back into, all right, with all that in mind, how much do you want to do it Um, and to be able to have real conversations around value being added to the workplace in all different capacities of time, whether it's five hours a week or 85 hours a week, because we know that people who bring time um, and energy along with their talents and expertise um, really help propel businesses to the next level. So I'd love to see, you know, conversations start there. And, And we are. That's the exciting part about the perspective that we have at Momentum is that we get to make introductions of qualified and talented individuals to smart companies independent of schedule. We say, you just need to talk to this person, and here's how they're going to change your business or add to your business. And then we work on the back end um, to help make the schedule work. Um, And I'm just excited to see, even outside of the process that we've established, that more companies are open to having the conversation around talent and experience and then figuring out um, what the right schedule is especially with technology and the opportunity for us to be available um, through our iPhones and computers when we're at the playground or at the doctor's office. I think that will just continue to propel this idea of flexibility and being able to work when it makes sense um, for the individual as well as the company. I'm curious, Whitney, what are you looking for when you're interviewing women who are looking for this kind of work? What what are, the, what are the characteristics, qualities you're looking for that help you know that this person's going to be really able to succeed in this flexible arrangement? Yeah. It's going to sound silly, but we really look first for, are, are you smart? And not in the book sense smart type of thing, but are you smart and are you experienced and are you willing to kind of be flexible yourself um, and work towards finding the right fit for not only you but for the company? Because it is really that I don't want to say compromise, but it really about both. It's not just about the individual job seeker or the company. It's about finding the right connection for both. So we spend a lot of time getting to know individuals and getting to understand what their talents are and how, how they've done that in the past and how they want to do that in the future. And we look for those qualities that allow us to be confident about not only their know-how, but you know how their personality will fit into a certain organization and you know, how they want to contribute at this time. Um, We're big believers in doing what's right for right now, knowing that the right now changes and people's needs and desires about how they work change over time. So we have lots of qualifiers in place that allow us to get to know individuals, not only personally, but to be able to identify those qualities and skill sets that they're going to bring to any corporation, um, whether it's a big, small startup or, you know, a a huge company that's been in business for many years. And we make those connections based on the right fit on all of those levels, therefore making it very successful on both sides because that person can fit into that organization. They can hit the ground running, even if they've been out of the workforce for multiple years. Um, We really ripped that Band-Aid off from the beginning and are able to speak to the value and talents that they bring independent of when and where and how they've done that. And, and, you know, I think before the break you started to speak about, you know, if if you are in a situation where you want to make a change, you know, how to begin to 
prepare for that. You recommended people, you know, really get clear about what's most important and what they're looking for. What are some other steps that someone could take who's thinking about, um, you know, someone who's getting ready to knock on your door, for example, and say, okay, I'm ready to do this. Um, what, what would you want them to do to become yeah. real clear? Well, um, one of the exercises that I like the best and we really recommend everybody um, do, whether they're interested in finding a job through momentum or just interested in gaining clarity for themselves, is, is to pour that cup of coffee or that glass of wine and sit outside on a sunny day with a blank sheet of paper and just write down all of the things that are important to them and then start categorizing them as to whether they're personal importances or professional needs and desires. And once those priorities are created, whether it's money, time, where I work, how I work, how much I work, um, being able to draw literally a box around those values and priorities that are most important to them, and that essentially becomes their their job description. Um, It becomes their map of figuring out what opportunities then fit into that box. And it also allows folks to look at, is this realistic? Can I really achieve all of these things that are important to me? Or do I need to take, take a break? Or do I need to not pursue a career at this point in time because the bar is just too high? And so going through that exercise first before going out and looking for a job helps create the clarity of what it is they're looking for. And we also encourage folks to be focused but flexible. So, so once you have all that stuff on a piece of paper and you draw that box around it and you triple highlight certain areas that you know you just are never going to compromise on, take a look at that and go, okay, this is my focus, but where can I be flexible within my own job search? Which one of these priorities am I willing to move up or move down in my list? Or could this really fall halfway inside the box and halfway outside the box? Because the more flexible folks are with their job search, the better there is an opportunity of actually finding what it is they desire. Now, it doesn't mean throw caution to the wind and just go, you know, stomping into the next job offer that you get, but it is to be thoughtful and focused, but also flexible enough to see when the right opportunity is standing right in front of you, it's just purple, not green. And being able to know what is so important that you can't give up on so that when you do step into that job, when you do take on that new role, which is going to be a challenge and it's going to be change, um, that you're confident not only can you do it, but that you want to do it and that you have the time to do it um, in the way that you want to. I love that exercise that you just um, described. I hope people will give it a try. Um, It occurs to me that that focus, you know, where can I be focused? Where can I be flexible? That's, you know, that's exactly the mindset that will enable you to speak in a way that's clear but also in a way that's, um, you know, meeting the, the prospective employer, you know, halfway, you know, toward, toward what they need. Now, I, I think that that's a really great piece of advice. Um, and I wonder, you know, as a coach, sometimes I find myself helping executives see themselves as people with choices. Sometimes we, um, we find ourselves carrying a lot of responsibility, whether it's um, financial responsibility, to, you know, to bring home the bacon, so to speak, or whether it's responsibility for a key project that we feel we just can't leave until it's done, but we wish that we could, you know, there gets to be a mindset that there's no choice. And one of the things I'm picking up in the way you described that a moment ago is that you're helping them begin to identify the choices that they have about 
what's the bottom line that I'm not flexible on and where are my flexibilities? Where could I say yes instead of no or maybe? Um, and I, I want to ask you, you know, we just, we're going to take a break in a minute again here, but I wanted to ask you, you know, what you think some of the trade-offs are that working parents who are choosing flexibility are, are weighing. Yeah, I mean, there are always trade-offs, right, with life, and, and I really appreciate you mentioning choices because that's exactly what it is, and, and not everybody has the choice to work. We know that we have to work sometimes, and, and that's okay, but being able to at least carve out within that have-to scenario choices that make sense for you and, and, and for family. And um, in terms of trade-offs, I mean, there's always this underlying, and we could spend another hour talking about this underlying guilt that we as women bring to um, to life. You know, we feel guilty for going to work. We feel guilty when we're at home because we should be at work. So I think, you know, that is one thing to keep in check when folks engage in flexible or part-time working um, solutions is, is being able to understand how that feeling plays into it because we could spin ourselves uh, around and around in terms of that guilty feeling, and I think that that is one of the trade-offs in terms of understanding how that feeling impacts mood and desires um, and, and knowing that you can leave that at the door. When you're at work, you're work, and when you're in a flexible opportunity, when you're at home, you're home, and, and being able to leave that um, where it is. And, you know, I think, Kate, maybe if we need to take a break, we can do that. But when we come back, we could talk a lot, a lot about, you know, that rumor around if I take a flexible or part-time role, does that mean I'm kicking myself out of my career or can I still pursue something better or, you know, more um, of an investment long-term, because you can. And so that's no longer a trade-off as it once used to be. You know, if I take a part-time job today, I'm never going to be able to catch up on that ladder tomorrow. And you can. You really can. Whitney, let's take our break. When we come back, I think it would be wonderful to talk about that. This is Kate Ebner. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life, and we'll be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, Inspiration for the Entrepreneurial Mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network.
listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back. I'm talking today with Whitney Forstner. We're talking about flexibility as a solution for companies and for working parents. Um, Whitney Forstner and her partner, Tanya Cummings, have built a company that truly emphasizes a balanced career and a successful life. And I know they're motivated by their own children. Um, and Whitney, is, we're going we're to come back to the point that we were talking about before the break. But I want to mention just on air that uh, 42% of attorneys, women, Lawyers who are mothers leave the profession at some point in their careers. Um, that's almost half um, actually walk away um, for one reason or another. And I'll also mention that 26 million jobs are held by working moms. So there's a lot of people out there who are um, contemplating the kinds of questions that we're having today. Um, before the break, we talked about um, this big question, you know, can you take a flexible position without um, sabotaging your career. What do you think, Whitney? I, I think you can. Now, of course, um, I'll put the caveat out there that it always depends on, you know, the company and the industry. But what we're seeing is real people can take different types of job opportunities and still progress in their career. And the whole idea of, you know, that upper ladder really isn't always upward. You know, it's a side step here, a forward step here, and maybe even a backward step. But I think the value that we're seeing is that people are making that choice, Kate, as we were talking about before, to do something different in their lives, but they're still able to move forward. Now, it might not be as fast um, as if they were, you know, in the fast track um, lane prior to kids or even with kids, but people are still progressing. Um, women are still moving up in their careers, even in flexible opportunities, and they're still having the opportunity to contribute in meaningful ways to their job, to themselves, and to their career, as well as to their family. Um, so that whole idea of, you know, sidelining yourself and taking yourself out of the workforce is no longer 100% sidelining you for your the rest of your career. People are able to get right back in and right back on in the capacities in which they choose. Um, for today and for their future. And that's the exciting part, is to be able to see folks really um, continue to move forward and get promoted and to be able to do those things that they didn't think were possible, even in flexible roles or part-time opportunities. You know, as you're, as you're saying that, it's resonating with the work that I do um, across many different companies um, as a coach and as a person who teaches leadership courses to uh, professional women. And what I what I often am hearing from people uh, who are very successful is that they did take some time or they did prioritize um, career at one stage and family at another. And, and because they understood why they were making that choice and were comfortable with it, they were able to do it confidently. And when it came time to step back up, they were ready to um, really go for it, and I think felt good about the investment that they'd made, uh, you know, in another part of their lives. You know, so again, it t- kind of takes some clarity about what matters most to me, and you know, willingness to define success for yourself rather than just accept the sort of traditional um, up the ladder kind of definition of success that uh, so many of us have inherited, but haven't maybe given a whole lot of thought to. Um, 
So I'm glad I'm glad you you made the point, and I I, I do think that the world is changing. There are trade offs, you know, and and I when I've done research and I've done interviews with. Um, exec, you know, senior executives at big companies. We've been talking about how to advance women and how to retain women. We talked a lot about what are those trade-offs, and you know, can you really have it all? And what I consistently hear is yes, but not all at once. That's so, exactly what do you think right. of that? We we hear that and we say that often, mm-hmm. oh, and it's mm-hmm. true. You can have it, but you have to choose what you want at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yes, it is okay. And, and, and I think, you know, what we've also seen is that um, making these choices or, or choosing a different career path, whether it's, you know, upside down or sideways, you know, lends a new perspective for folks. And so when they do choose to jump back on and go full force, they're bringing with them a whole new set of skills and qualities and experiences that are helping them be more, more compassionate in the workplace or have a better, better understanding of where others are coming from as well. Yeah, I think I think that's a great point. Can you tell us a story about a situation that was a win-win for both the woman and the employer? Absolutely, and, and that's what makes my job so much fun. Is because every placement we make is a win-win, and and there are so many stories um, to call from. And one that I'm thinking about in, in particular is a Richmond um, client and candidate, and and the candidate had recently moved to the area, so did not have a wide network and, and was really finding it difficult to um, understand the Richmond job market and, and network her way into an opportunity and, and quite honestly not feeling very confident about her experience and how that was going to translate to the Richmond market. And so we got to know her and and what it is she had been doing and the qualities and skills that she would be bringing to the workplace and simultaneously got a call from, from a client of ours in Richmond, small growing business, who said, I need to hire, you know, a, a project coordinator. I have interviewed 20 people. And we said, really, 20 people? And you couldn't find the right one? Again, you know, knowing that the market is so rich with talent, companies are taking the lead on, on looking for that talent themselves. And, and the company said, no, I have interviewed and spent time doing this, and I cannot find the right person. Well, again, because of the way we do what we do and, and knowing personality fit as well as experience fit is, equally as important, we were able to make this connection for this individual new to Richmond and this great company who had already interviewed 20 people, and the, um, the candidate went to go interview, had a great conversation, and by the time that person left, they had a job offer in their hand. And the company called me that, that afternoon and said, I think I've broken protocol. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to give the offer myself, but I couldn't wait for this person to join our team. She is perfect in all regards. Um, both from an experience perspective as well as a cultural fit, and we cannot believe that we didn't call you 20 interviews ago because you have brought us the exact right person for our company. And it is just little snippets and stories like that that bring such joy and pleasure to the work that we do because we really feel like we are solving, you know, for people's needs, not only the individual who's looking for a part-time opportunity, but also for the company who is put in the legwork and the time and hasn't been able to find the resources on their own. We just get excited about um, being able to make those connections for folks, and it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun along the way. Mm, That is a great story. I'm curious, Whitney, I'm dying to ask you, um, you know, you left corporate America to start your own business so that you could have the kind of flexibility that you're describing um, finding for other people. How is that going? It, it depends on who you ask, but if you ask me, I think it's going great. And if you ask my kids, the same thing. My husband, it's a little questionable, but I work a lot. I work a ton, 
but I get to do it in my own way. And my own way for right now, um, it changes every season with what my kids are getting into, but my own way right now is being in the office um, for a period of time every day, but also being the one um, to pick up my twin boys from school and go home and play with them in the afternoon, be able to be there for them and with them and put them to bed, um, and then get back on the computer. And, of course, it doesn't happen that way every day or every night, um, but I have so much fun knowing that I can get up in the morning and be available for my kids, take them to school, come here, work with great people, and then be a part of their lives in the afternoon. Now, to be honest, there's some afternoons where I wish I could stay at work and keep on working, um, <laughs> given the moods of, of two five-year-old boys. Um, but most days, it's a ton of fun just being able to do both. And, of course, it's not without its challenges. And there are some days where I have to put my kids in front of a movie and say, look, Mommy just has to get a couple of extra things done today, and then we're going to go outside and play. And the older they get, the more understanding they are. Um, but I'm, I just feel so lucky every day that I get to do what I do, how I do it, and really help open the doors for other people who are having the same desire to be available for their lives um, and also be a significant contributor to the workplace because it is possible. Um, you just have to think about it a little bit differently sometimes. Well, I'm glad to hear that. You know, it sounds kind of realistic the way you've described it, but also like you're really having fun and, and uh, living the life you really want to be living, which is, you know, I think so important, you know, not only for you, but for Momentum Resources. Um, so I, I want to just um, close by, first of all, thanking you, Whitney, for joining me here today. I think that your message is so important and powerful for companies and for working parents. And I really hope people are listening and taking heart from what you're saying here today. Um, and I finally want to just say, uh, I hope people will write to us with questions and thoughts about today's show. I know this is a big topic and one that touches so many of us. This is Kate Ebner, and you've been listening to Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life. Whitney, have a great day. Thank you. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future. Please join host Kate Ebner for another edition of Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business Channel. Meanwhile, visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life.